remember very well when company would come I would have to be right still until the whole crowd ate My mama always said to me, Jim, take a tater and wait Now taters never did taste good with chicken on the plate But I had to eat them just the same That is why I look so bad and have these puny ways Because I always had to take an old cold tater and wait it is Saturday, February 3rd, 2024, and time for another edition of Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Trading Post this evening. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday and a wonderful weekend. Tonight's episode is episode 60, yes, 60, milestone here, and is entitled Noticing Patterns with Miss Mer Bailey 3. So we're so pleased to have Mer Bailey back with us th- this evening. Now, a quick shout out to Mr. Mike Gaddy and Mr. Stephen Douglas Whitener for having me on with them last Sunday night, staying up late on a school night and then mr stephen douglas whitener and i got to fill in for mr richard carey thursday night and last night i was on the punch bowl with mr william repellum so be sure to check out those shows we had a great time covered a lot of ground so give them a listen and leave a comment or two and let us know what you thought um and uh, <laughs> I was saying, you know, I did all those shows last week, and Otma wonders why I never get anything done around here at, the, at Blackjack Mountain. <laughs> I'm doing these shows all the time, right? So anyway, tonight's special guest, Ms. Mer Bailey, is the host of RBN's Yours Truly show on Sundays from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 to 4 Central. And longtime caller of the shows and has the fastest meme and link quiver on the internet all you have to do is think of a story really hard and mer bailey will already have it posted in the chat room before you can even try to find it she's also become quite famous in these appalachian mountains we love our tall tales uh, about the severe winter when she escaped the dreaded Asheville antifa after a george floyd riot by tunneling through nine miles of solid North Kakalaki granite with a yogurt spoon. And that I think that single event really made her a legend in the truth movement. Now for the movement uh, for the newbies, we're gonna open up the phone lines after the bottom of the hour break so you can call in and tell us what you want to talk about. And that's at Republic Broadcasting RBN because you can handle the truth. If you can handle a show like this, you can handle pretty much anything, I guess. Or to comment on the air, you can call in at 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252 or toll-free 800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. And as always, you can come join the crew out at the BB9 tradingpost.chatanga.com chat room. That's BB9 trading posts with an s dotchtango.com for the hottest news the dankest memes and the best tips on independent living come out to bb9 trading the sun never sets on the north kakalaki trading post chat room 
But if you're looking for a knife fight, we just assume you go somewhere else. Now, I wonder what Miss Bailey wants to talk about tonight. The weather, we have had another round of just beautiful weather here, which meant the snow and ice melts. We were able to get out and restock everybody and uh, actually got off the mountain for my radio club meeting this morning at uh, O-Dark 30. And happy... um, Groundhog Day and Happy Candlemas, everyone. Yesterday, of course, was you know February second, and so we're halfway from the winter solstice to the spring equinox. So you could definitely tell as I was driving due east down 421 to North Wilkesboro, as the sun was coming up, you could really see how much it has shifted already, uh, making that uh, long trek northward. So uh, spring is coming. Now, the Elk Report, official North Kakalaki Elk Spotter, EX96, that's Echo X-Ray 96 reporting. No elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain today. I repeat, no elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain today. Uh, But we (laughs) have had fun watching all the critters trying to navigate the blizzards for the last two weeks. And I got good on my game trail tracking and where all the game trails are. Uh, so that's always good. But anyway, so that is the end of the official North Kakalaki Wildlife Resource Commission elk spotter transmission. Or maybe she wants to weigh on in on the big ongoing Watauga County debate on which was more hateful. Angry black man from Atlanta, Tobias M. Jones, going on a Mad Max terror rampage against white drivers in his semi-tractor trailer truck in New Boone, echo, echo, echo. Or some kid waving a swastika flag near the carpetbagger chicken swinger club synagogue of Satan clubhouse. Or maybe she'll want to talk about how Taylor Swift is definitely not a psyop. Mockingbird Media, George Soros, and the Pentagon just know talent when they see it. After all, why wouldn't a woman, wink, wink, who made a career writing songs about her poor choices and men fully support Joe Biden? Or maybe she'll want to talk about Black History Month, white guilt, excuse me, Black History White Guilt Month starting here in the USSA, and how special it is that the Hallmark Network has decided to reimagine the classic Sense and Sensibility, recasting it with an all angry black woman cast, just like Jane Austen always intended. Or maybe she'll want to talk about how progressive is it is that the U.S. government has been officially uh, has officially announced that the investigation is finally over and absolutely no one will be charged for making gay porn in the U.S. Senate chambers as apparently no crime was committed. Unlike if I were to accidentally ask someone in New Boone where they are from, because that is now considered a hate crime here, I guess Senate gay porn production team or alumni of Israel's Unit 269, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein. Or maybe she'll want to talk about Texas. Did Petus Biden finally get the memo not to mess with the Lone Star State? Or is this just another Charlottesville Canadian trucker strike, January Sixers, bait, tag, trace, and destroy operation? Or is the important thing here to remember is that Joe Biden loves his son? Or maybe she'll want to talk about Lloyd Austin. Like Lazarus, U.S. Secretary of Defense, diversity hire Lloyd Austin has miraculously returned from days of being AWOL and for the first time in weeks appeared before the Mockingbird media cameras. 
Is it live or is it Memorex? Is it the same guy? I heard on the internet that if you play SecDef Lloyd Austin's speech about simultaneously going to war with Iran, Russia, China, and Texas, if you play that backwards, it says, I buried Lloyd and sign me up, war man. Sign me up, war man. You know, the internet, what can you do? Or maybe she'll want to talk about Ukraine. Is the light in the loafers leader, Vladimir Zelensky, about to get taken out after General uh, Zelensky refuses to step down? Has Ukraine lost the war? Will Zelensky be able to get any work in Hollywood if he loses this war? What about Las Vegas? Or maybe she'll want to talk about how Israeli mascot Little Ben Shapiro doubled down this week on his 2011 comments on the late Rachel Corey, being included in his lists of great idiots of history. I wonder if Little Ben Shapiro likes to have Rachel Corey pancakes just like the big boys in the IDF. Or maybe she'll want to talk about that very important Israeli chicken swinger's son that intentionally ran over a policeman with his motorcycle because he didn't like waiting. Apparently, Avram Gill, age 19, was quite upset that he was arrested, and these uppity goins with badges obviously did not know who his very important Israeli diplomat father is. You know who else didn't like waiting? Rabbi Lubavitch, rabid, rapid rabbi, Menachem Schneerson, hated waiting so much and was so important that this one time in New York back in 1991, his motorcade ran a stoplight hitting two little black girls and murdering one of them, and then the black community almost burnt the Brooklyn Jewish ghetto to the ground in what's known as the Great Crown Heights Riots. Or maybe she'll just want to talk about fishing. So welcome back to the Saturday Snack Shack, Ms. Mur Bailey, and tell us, darling, what do you want to talk about tonight? Wow. Well, thank you, Frederick. It's nice to be back here. Thanks for the invitation. And I just uh, had to look up Tobias just to see if anything ever came of that. And I came up with, the only thing I came up with was uh, an article from when it happened, and it's only two weeks away from being a year ago now. Yes, curious thing about that trial is it has disappeared. That's why we keep bringing it up. They keep trying to bury it. Because the the irony here is right when they were passing all the local hate crimes is when it happened. And somehow our DA, Echo, 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 up here, decided that that didn't qualify as a hate crime, and he's trying his best to make that whole thing go away. It is so hard to find any information because the Pravda Wataga, a.k.a. the Wataga Democrat, definitely isn't keeping up with the story. So anyway, back to you. Yeah, that's kind of typical, huh? Yeah. I I like to look at... um you know, I think we get a lot of synchronicities, and I've noticed this for a long time, and part of it might be where I'm out here on my own, and I notice things, and I'm also, like, playing two things at once. <laughs> and there's so often we'll say the exact same word or even whole phrases at the exact same time. And I think that's an indication of um, 
how much under siege we are and that we kind of have each other's backs because we're always because the things I'm listening to don't have anything to do with the ones that would be oppressing us and suppressing us, you know, repressing us. But the um, uh, a week ago, I uh, noticed two very diverse sources about Belgium. One of them was a tiny home <laughs> thing and people had spent time in Belgium and and had um, been all over traveling and they had a out on their deck a table with all these beer tops from Belgian beers uh, in there to, to make the top of it. So that was kind of neat. And, and I forget what the other one was. But then it turns out that here we're knee deep in an agrarian uprising there in Brussels sprouts. Notice that? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I you know, caution newbies about is you know, once you start down the path, the rabbit hole in the truth community, synchronicity is going to start jumping out at you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. so just be prepared. Life comes at you fast, and the synchronicities are going to start popping up everywhere. And so. then the second one then was X, how X is everywhere. You know, of course, we have Xmas, right? And they say, oh, well, that's just the Greek definition for Christ, right? Yeah, sure, okay. And then we have Twitter X, and uh, I don't know. It just seems to be everywhere. So I'm not sure just what that means. Maybe it'll just make it easier for all the ones that don't speak English. That Maybe they're given some kind of clue, anything that has X on it, or X marks the spot or something. But <laughs> I have to go back to signing, you know, contracts with an X because our new Americans are, you know, can't read or write the language. Yeah, but, well, you yeah. know, the, the really neat, interesting story about that was when the Germans were coming over. And there were a lot of, uh, I guess, Jewish because they're Marxist Germans after 1848. And, and that's another coinkydink pattern is 48 in the middle of every century if you look into it something weird happens 48 and usually has to do with the the jews you know not all the jews the jews you know something <laughs> something to do with them but the um um uh what was it um yeah, and i've forgotten i lost my little thread here now on that but <laughs> well what i love about that period of when all the you know uh, chicken swingers were coming across they couldn't write their names and that was, it. That refused, was what i was trying to get to yeah they to, refused to write the x so they did the circle instead and that's where kikes came from yep kikes kikes that's, yeah. that's where it was headed yep the first bunch that came over did use the x and then the second bunch said oh no that might be a cross you know just like a lot of the ones that are kept ignorant that were in the camps, in the work camps, you know, in Germany, they didn't want to take any baths because they thought that might baptize them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they got to be careful about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rather have typhus than be baptized, right? It's like a vampire around holy water, you know? <laughs> and then, let me see, I had another couple here. Uh, Oh, yeah, the Who and Tedros and his, uh, and you could find on Henry Macko where pictures of him uh, in little shorts and a top and he's splitting around at a queer bar. I don't call, I'm not doing that to the word gay anymore, darn it. Oh. So he's at a queer bar flirting around and then some time ago there, Monkey Works, the guy from there, and he had like a two-week vacation in Israel, so I'm not too sure about him. 
but he was uh, making trying to make a funny saying about how there was a coup belt in Africa. Um, you know, the different countries that there was a all those countries across there had uh, coups. And why is that, though? You have to ask yourself, well, it's because they're refusing to accept this stupid LGBT nonsense, you know? They're not, they chose not to be sodomites. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things of that, you know, well, just really didn't see that one coming, that, you know, white nations, especially white Christian nations, could be sold on the idea so easily but it's the, you know, sub-Saharan Africa belt that's like, no, we're just not going to do that. No, that's, yeah. you know, that we are not doing that. You're not bringing that here. You know, yeah. it's like, this is interesting. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, well, some of those countries, they really kind of had it shoved down their throats already earlier and, and have seen how nasty and destructive in so many ways it was, you know, including just individual health. And uh, loose bowels and all that other good stuff. But then the four and five are kind of connected. They're uh, spell casting. Hamas is used um, definitions of it 60 times in the Bible. I heard that today. I didn't know it was that many times. But it means violence most often. And you'll notice they keep saying it over and over, casting that spell. They won't say Palestinians because they want them killed, right? But then... Uh, they did the same thing with uh, what I call Divoke. I won't call it COVID either um, because it was came from Dibuk, D-Y-B-B-U-K, and uh, Bogdan Herzog from Romania put that out May 2020, and I found his article in June of that year and have been circulating it ever since. But there's a couple different things in there, including Michael Hoffman and uh, showing how um, that too, you know, that, that was a spell. I mean... People, uh, and we've said it before, subliminally, they were calling Gates a doctor and everything, right? And he's banned from countries for crippling uh, India up uh, with, you know, paralysis from the vaccine, from the stabs, poison stabs. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing, you know, the pushback, again, of low IQ countries that are pushing back on people like Bill Gates. It's like, we see what you did to all these children and lying to us that you were here to help us when you had no intention of helping us. So, you know, they can see it and they are acting on it. Meanwhile, in you know Europe and Canada and the United States, it's like, Oh well, you know, you you know, uh, Bill Gates is a philanthropist, and you know, he does all that good work in third world countries. You know, it's just philanderer. So. Yeah, but you know, people with the media and everything, and they get they don't realize. You know, some will say, "Oh no, I know the subliminals are there. They can't." Yeah, well, no, they override any kind of uh, conscious reasoning, and so people just subliminally accepted that, well, if a virus can be everywhere at any time on a computer, well, then it can just be everywhere anytime. It's fear, you know, it's a fear mongering. So it's really worked in this country. And I guess they're about ready to try it again. Yeah. It's interesting. A little background. When I got sent off to one of those Marxist 
<laughs> special training for gifted and or talented kids where we're going to fill your head full of Marxist crap one summer between your junior and high school years. Otherwise known as the North Carolina Governor School. Uh, the gentleman, one of the good things that came out of it was the gentleman, Brian Key, who wrote the book Subliminal Seduction, which was exposing these tactics that were basically rooted in the Freudian school that were being used by Edward Bernays' style of marketing to basically manipulate and degrade, you know, the United States. And, of course, all the you know, Jewish academia, you know, oh, he's a quack, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just really ruined this guy's life. But, you know, later on, you know, just all his stuff is, yeah, this is spot on. You find out about Edward Bernays and the whole thing of, you know, the century of the self, as Adam Curtis would call it. And so uh, it's interesting. I got to see him uh, give his presentation. And then my senior year in high school, my senior, uh, we had to do a thesis and mine was on subliminal seduction in advertising. And so, you know, at the tender age of 70, I'm doing this deep dive. It's like they're trying to manipulate us, you know. And then, of course, that's when the backward masking of things like the Beatle records and the Led Zeppelin records, et cetera, that was really coming out and people were talking about it. And, of course, they were being dismissed as being just, you know, white ring kooks. Uh, There was one book called Backward Masking Unmasked that was, you know, very popular in the church circuit you know, trying to expose just how bad Hollywood is in the music industry. And, of course, they were ridiculed constantly by all the, you know, academia and intelligentsia of America, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, they were right. (laughs) That's really is going on. These people hate us. They want us dead, and they're trying to use psychological warfare at full spectrum, you know, at the overt level and at the subliminal level, you know, they are messing with you and, have been for a very long time. Yeah, and around that same time is when um, David John Oates came across the reverse speech, which is similar in some ways, but um, you know, not every every sample has reverse speech in it. But the ones that do, it's clear as day. And sometimes <laughs> it's metaphor. But the CIA, um, he, he found out through FOIA requests. Finally, they've been using it ever since he discovered it. Yeah, it's really interesting that the pattern there seems to be that if the person's telling the truth, then you know the backward playing isn't really going to reveal anything. But if the person's lying, mm-hmm. then when you play it backwards, the truth comes out. You know, right? So right. If they're if they're only up and up, it's congruent. You know, what right. they say forward is the same backwards, and that's what they found out. Trump's campaign in 2015 and 2016, his uh, his reverse speech was all congruent. Right. You know, and that's why he drew such crowds and everything. But then after he got in office, it was it went a little wonky, you know. But ones like Hildebeest, her own subconscious was constantly belittling her. You know? Oh, uh, you know... We could do a whole show on the neuroses, psychoses, and general back craziness of Hillary Clinton. Oh, man. Uh, Bless her heart. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, what is it, Saul Alinsky's daughter? That was her. 
Well, I think maybe, uh, but I thought. <laughs> but that, I mean, literally, they, they called it because of her philosophy. Oh yeah, she yeah, actually yeah. She just worshipped her... him. Right, and right. Did her dissertation thesis. on his rules yeah. for radicals and. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think she. There's a good chance that she was uh, Babs Bush Crowley. You know, Crowley's. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then, young. of course, then we have the daughter um, Chelsea, who has had a lot of plastic surgery. I understand. Yes. That you know she's Webster Hubble's uh, bastard, but uh, that they do something called a Mendenhall thing, which um, David Hawkins, who passed away not too long ago, when he's working with Field McConnell, had uh, revealed that he was reading this thing where um, Field's sister um, Christine Marcy, who both she and her husband are both queer, you know, <laughs> they, they use it to their advantage, whatever. But she, uh, uh, working around the men or whatever, she had this in this article in a newspaper, something about uh, her Mendenhall pregnancy not bothering her at all or whatever. And so he had to look this up. And and it's a thing where um, someone, um, you know, very high up, uh, they have a very public uh, insemination, I guess we could call it, where the, uh, you know, the woman is... Um, uh, kind of all on all fours, and he comes from behind, and then afterward rolls her over to make sure there's the the most, uh, you know, uh, embarrassment possible. And and you wish wonder what kind of spirits ushered in. But the thing is, uh, then Fields' uh, niece, this second child of Christine's, looks just like uh, one of the Soames from Britain. I want to say Nicholas, but I think it was the brother S O M M E S. I think it is Soames. So they do all kind of weird stuff you wouldn't want to know, you know. I know I was telling E. Michael Jones last week, and he was kind enough to come on my show for a bit. And uh, I, I I could tell it really took him, really shocked him, you know, learning about people raping babies so they can make $10,000 off the film they create, you know. Yeah, I mean, that is... Part of it is trying to get your head around just how dark this, you know, world is that these people are part of. Mm-hmm. And that is you know, going to be a really hard thing for the world to accept is just how dark Zabatai Zevi and Jacob Frank and the Rothschilds are with their belief system that this is all based upon yeah that they will you know they you know murder babies and they actually do this stuff and there's a reason that you know keeps recurring through thousands of years of history that's not irrational (laughs) anti-semitism it's not not blood libel right yes it is (laughs) oh my god they're actually doing this who does this you know, yeah. <laughs> where are you people from? Get what? out of here or we'll kill all of you. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, they won't let us practice our religion. We're being oppressed. Come and see the, <laughs> the oppression in the system. We're the eternal innocent victim. How much for the little girl? How much do you want to sell the yeah. children for? Well, I guess the thing, too, uh, that different ones have been talking about, Mike, and, and um, <clears throat> in different places, how... A. Barack and many of the former leaders are are getting kind of desperate and panicky because none of their kingdoms, quote unquote, have ever lasted more than 80 years. 
and this is the 75th year and so it's like they want to build this temple they think that'll save them of course they tried to build one under julian and fire came up when they put the first foundation stone down and uh, burn them all up you know and, yeah. That was a fascinating observation by Unit 269 alumni Ehud Barak mm -hmm. that, you know, none of our systems have ever lasted more than 80 years. We've got all these wonderful tales, but when you really bring it down, mm -hmm. this is not a stable system. <laughs> you know, you think they would catch on, but, you know, they... <laughs> Yeah, well, selfishness is, is Satanism, actually, and it's just, if you're going to run that way, well, guess what? You're going to get what you deserve. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> holding you accountable for what you've done is not anti-Semitism. You know, that's right. not irrational hatred. That's accountability. Anyway, but we are getting ready to go into break. You are listening to Blackboard Nine Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. Our guest tonight is Miss Mer Bailey. And we will be back after these messages from our sponsors. Please support them. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food 
food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. I can't find no beer Well, I'm standing on the corner With a bucket in my hand I'm waiting for a woman It ain't got no man Cause my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it I can't find no beer All right, we are back. You are listening to Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Trading Post. Uh, This evening, our special guest is we're proud to have back with us, Ms. Mer Bailey. And we're going to be opening up the phone lines now. So if you want to call in and talk about what you want to talk about or have a question for either of us, please call in at 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. 248-8252 or toll-free 1-800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. And as always, please, 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 for those of you who still have resource, please support RBN. We need to keep this network uh, on the air. It's amazing the force multiplier of just a little bit of truth in the Solomon Ash group conformity uh, equation or the werewolf game equation that just a little bit of truth will make in making those numbers go from 75% compliance down to less than 5% compliance. And this is why they are so worried about the truth getting out. Their entire house of cards is built on lies, and it just takes a little breath of truth to knock all that over. Now, with Miss Bailey's indulgence, I'm going to play something that uh, is only about a minute long. Yes. Somebody sent me this this afternoon, and it was the, you know, the drink going out through the nose onto the keyboard. I was <laughs> laughing so hard at this. So uh, enjoy this for a Saturday night. Pick me up. Here you go. 
Hey Nikki, you're so lame. Why'd you go and change your name? Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki, you're so wack. You let that dude blow out your back. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki, you're so foul. We all know you're not our gal. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki, you're so fake. You wish you were Carrie Lake. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. What a pity you don't understand You break your husband's heart when you bang another man Oh, Nikki, you're so stupid, can you understand? It's gals like you, Nikki You know what to do, Nikki, do, Nikki We don't want you, Nikki Oh, Nikki, what a pity you don't understand You break your husband's heart when you bang another man Oh, Nikki, you're so stupid, can you understand? It's gals like you, Nikki you know what to do, Nikki, do, Nikki. We don't want you, Nikki. All right, everybody dancing around. <laughs> Those darn kids with their satire music. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought you would enjoy that. I mean, the whole scene is hilarious anymore, you know? I mean, you have to laugh because it's it's just so ridiculous. And like you said... You know, the uh, first world countries are all slurping up all this satanic stuff while the others aren't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, we're supposed to be the smart kids in the room here. Uh, (laughs) Smart as an ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. So what else you see going on from your sphere? Well, you know, I, I think, I think, like I said, about being under siege and the, uh, we're kind of all kind of keep it on a higher note because we know how bad it is and we've got each other's backs, you know, whether it be telepathy, telepathy, um, anything that they don't want us to have, we have, <laughs> You know, so uh, I was joking somewhere else about that. They were saying about their names being on a list. And I said, oh, just one list. Really? Uh, Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about them. They, you know, I ain't nobody. But it's it's fun to just see how, how crazy things can get. Like when they came out here on, uh, it was November 4th. Uh, what What year was it? 2000. 11, yeah, yeah, because it was all gray, weird weather yeah, after Fukushima. is crazy weather for, still crazy, but it was especially crazy during 2011 and 2012. And uh, and um, the two guys, they came out in the local co-ops, came out here in a whale of a hurry, too, unannounced, and were getting a GPS reading. And the one that was doing it was the younger guy. And I, I still couldn't figure out whether it was really his hair or he was wearing a wig. You know, it was kind of long hair and he had a cap and wraparound sunglasses and it's kind of dark. And the other guy was nervous and he's a little older, curly, graying hair. And I guess they thought they were just going to get it and run, you know. So I put on my jacket and went out and said, you know, asked him what was going on. And so I asked him where he was from, this older guy. He was. Talk, the other one didn't talk. He just clammed up and stared at me after that, right? <laughs> it's weird. I think he might have been from DOD, actually, right. because this guy said, uh, 
that uh, DOD had sent them. He just offered the information, you know. So then that begs the question, well, who who asked the DOD to send you out here, you know? And so he said... yeah, you see, from, GPS reading yeah, you apparently there was none for this location on Gurgle, so they uh-huh. had to update their Gurgle, I guess. He didn't say all that, but he sees from Cook County. I'm like, well, I'm thinking about that. There's no Cook County in Wisconsin. That's Illinois, and that's the seat for uh, FEMA Region 5, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I don't know. But um, it, what was weird was I wasn't putting anything on any chat rooms except... Um, God-like, which I call God-ish, right? Because they just do nothing but curse and they can't say anything about Jews and whatever. I haven't been on there in years now, but, uh, you know, I didn't didn't have a sign on, but they can still read your IP, whatever. So there was a thread from um, when David Icke had come on, Alex Jones, with the uh, thing about none dare say their name, Rothschild Zionism. And that was kind of opening the can of worms for us to start speaking about Jews, you know, and that was in 2011, uh, I think earlier in the year. And so almost every day I'd post something to this one long running thread. And if you ever look on there, L-E-V-E-L, that was my handle level. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I thought about that for the numerical value and the fact that it's a palindrome and reminds me of a seesaw. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, I would put different things on and uh, one Jewish holiday this guy had to be Jewish. He came on having a fit, right? And I said, should you be here today? You know, isn't this a holiday for you? And, but I put stuff, um, I noticed Alex Jones, and he's the only one I was really listening to then. I did hear later uh, different RBN host. he had his guests. So I got to find out about RBN really through him. And, you know, Alex was a definite alarm clock for a lot of us, you know, but, uh, like Ben Eastwood said, what do you do after, you know, you shut off the alarm clock? Well, you go take a dump. <laughs> 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 you know, but um, so one of the times I had said, um, I noticed he was like picking up on stuff I had posted the very next day. So they've got like a spy network, you know, going on. And he's he's always been controlled opposition. He's you know, And he's Bill Hicks, too. So sorry about that, people. He turned sixty-two in December. Does he look? Does, does he look like he's about to turn fifty to you? Yeah, that we talked about that when we uh, did the Robert Ravelt show a couple of months back, and that was you know mm-hmm. so bizarre. It's just that you know, I know I, I have I to nail on that Alex all the Jones time. and I were similar ages, and like, what do you mean he's that much younger and? seriously <laughs> when i was 48 i looked like this you know <laughs> you know couldn't die on the hair and stuff too, yeah kind of but yeah that head. was that was huge when uh i came out with the rothschild zionist that it just was. really shifted the overton window yep. because up to that point you could not even use the word jew you know, and I was still in that time frame trying to post on the libtard sites, the so-called peace movement sites, like you know, after Downing Street, and you know, uh, you know those type of sites. Um, and I don't know if you remember David Swanson, who you know had, was behind the uh, Downing Street memo uh, stuff. You know, that and it's like yes, yeah, it was basically that was 
the secret meeting that uh, Tony Blair's administration had with the Bush administration to basically say we're going to cook the intelligence to make the case to go to war with Iraq by 2003. Mm -hmm. And Purim 2003 is when we went to war with Iraq. And coincidentally was the same (laughs) – I got blacklisted in January – or excuse me, I got blacklisted in February of 2003. And in March 2003, we went to war with Iraq. And they said, we don't need you. (laughs) We don't want your help or need your help. So – yeah, another thing with that, too, of course, he uh, his fake birthday, Jones, and, and he just, you know, had Kapner on not too long ago. And he's, you know, blowing the lid off his stuff. And he says, well, you know, <clears throat> we're over 50, Alex. They don't care about us, right? And Alex went to a commercial. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because, <laughs> you know, he stole uh, George Washington's first birthday, right? You know, they changed the calendars. Right. Shortly after that, and changed his birthday to to uh, uh, I guess he what added a year, made him older or something. Anyway, to two twenty two when it hit, originally was two eleven, and so that's what you know Jones claims his birthday is. But you know, I just get really sick of some of these things like um, Wesley Clark, this nice little nice little general with the big brown eyes. Think K. Griggs, right? Yeah. <laughs> when he, you know. People always play this thing of him when he's running for president in 2004, and it's a big joke. I couldn't stay away from Mother Army in 91 and went to the Pentagon and, you know, the seven countries in five years, and the audience always cracks up. Why are they going to do that? I guess they don't know what else to do. Well, you know, I'm thinking, what happened to you between, and I probably said this here somewhere before, but because I keep talking about it because it keeps aggravating me, but what happened to you between 91 and 2004? Well, in the Balkans, <clears throat> he was a Supreme Allied Commander for NATO. And his last name is Khan, K-A-N-N-E, Jewish, you know, Ashkenazi. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and see, a lot of these things just aren't, aren't uh, you know, very, you know, frequently spoken about. So you just don't really think about it. But uh, he tried to start World War III with the Russians. Uh, a guy, Jim Blount, or Blunt, who was a captain with the British, and he did a, you know, he has his video library, and there's a popular song, I guess you call it popular, has several million views, the uh, No Bravery. And if you look at that uh, sometime, the official one, and all these orphans at the end, these boys, right? So, um, you know, anyway, he um, he refused the order to go to the uh, airport where the Russians were already holding it, and they, uh, Clark wanted a confrontation. And... Uh, Blount's uh, higher up was named Michael Jackson and backed him up on it. And uh, they, you know, said, well, let's work out a deal with the Russians. And so after about two weeks, they were working with them rather than confronting them, you know. But this is the one thing people don't think about is what the real harvest of war is. I mean, in so many ways for the Jews and the bankers, but it's the orphans, you know. Right. And, you know, uh you wonder when guys like this come on and they're performing, they're trying to be like, see, I'm a good Jew. I'm letting you know what's going on, you know, and yeah, that's just part of the method. Yeah. That's just, you know, the good cop, bad cop, you know, championship wrestling thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, 
it's like, you know, yes, we want you to know about the Indian plan because there's nothing you can do about it, you know, but we have to reveal the method of it. And, you know, he, like you said, his entire career has been, you know, carrying out this balkanization of various, you know, regions, not for any benefit of the United States, but for a globalist agenda. And he's got a, you know, a dark military record. You know, yeah. he's he's not this squeaky clean good guy general. You know, he's got a lot of blood on them badges. So. Yeah, and you know, you got to look at the the formative years. And he uh, grew up in Chicago. His father was in the politics there and got killed, and his mother took him and moved to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And so he probably was sodomized at a young age and everything else. You know. So, but that's no excuse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's the thing. One of the things that people have to come to grips with is just how different that culture is than European culture. That you know that they see that they you know can control everybody, and it's a big power thing. And children are fair game. And the you know the Talmud says this is perfectly fine. And they get upset that you know anybody uh, dares to you know interfere with what they do. You know that this is none of our business. This is you know, just their culture, and that you know these people have come forward. You know, talking about just the you know, literally assembly lines of rapes in these Jewish you know, uh, bathhouses, basically, mm-hmm. that are supposedly these cleansing rituals. And it's like, no, that's where they go and you know, molest children, you know, and want to be left alone to do it. And they think they have the rights to do it. And no matter how many times you bring this to people's attention, it's so outside their Overton window that they just you know, look at you like, well, well, I don't know, really know what You're to do with that. You're, you're anti-Semitic. You, know, you can't talk bad about Jewish people because that's like Hitler. <laughs> you know, you're a yeah. Nazi. You know, you're yeah, a white this, supremacist. Uh, one article, like you're talking about, whistleblower rabbi witnessed child rape assembly line among Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn. And, you know, they have these big families and they're poor and kind of ignorant. And these rabbis uh, just raped children in the bathhouses. Although I think this one he was reporting on is named Rabbi Neutrum Rosenberg, and Vice put this out like in 2005, I think. And it's out again, and it's on Christian Christians for Faith. And um, But it came out in response, too, to the tunnel system that was found there in Chabad, Lubavitch land. And, uh, you know, Kapner tried to defend that, though. He said that's really a nothing burger because they have their mikvahs you know, where the women bathe and they have to have some natural water. So they have them down in the, under the, in the ground. So they get some of the rainwater and then they can use tap water too. And this is the stuff he was saying. And the children's things down there would be because they have their children with them. Right. And then these tunnels though, uh, apparently are so the men can go gawk at them. <laughs> so, so I don't know what, who's defending what there. And then there's a thing in Brooklyn uh, let me see. It might even be on this. Oh, yeah, it's on this, and I'll put it in your chat room, but it's a, it's a, uh, like a man, manhole cover, but this uh, uh, 
like alligator creature coming out. It looks like it's made of brass or something, and it's dragging what looks like a child, but it also looks like a money bag. Yes, <laughs> that is such a bizarre piece of sculpture to be in New York. You know. <laughs> in Brooklyn, right, you know, where this is all going on. And then if you read the uh, um, Protocols of Learned Elders of Zion, number 9, part 13, says that they plan to do that to run uh, underground tunnels and whatnot through all the metropolis and then uh, when the time comes when you think the goyim are going to rise up with arms against them they'll just blow up all their institutions and their archives exactly part of their plan yeah it was interesting around that same time that uh ike was talking about rothschild zionist was when the cbs story was actually breaking about Mashira Law and that you know, the, have CBS News reporting on this rape syndicate going on in these you know Jewish communities and people are having their lives destroyed by talking about it because it breaks Mashira Law. And that was, of course, always met with that's just an anti-Semitic canard Anytime you brought up, but finally, you know, we have a bona fide story that talks about, and then, you know, lo and behold, Wikipedia finally was forced to have a Mashira page. Well, we were trying to put it up, you know, it kept getting pulled down as disinformation, (laughs) right? And it's like, no, this is a thing. This is a very serious part of this adversary. They have a blood oath to each other, and so they are not going to, you know, be part of an assimilated culture because how could you possibly if you have such a double standard? And it was also around that time that it was finally being revealed that, you know, all of those you know, Orthodox rabbis, you know, the Hasidic rabbis were funneling all that ecstasy into the United States from Israel under the guise of, oh, we're so pure, we're so blah, blah, this, that, and the other, and nobody would check them. And so they were bringing in just tons of ecstasy that they were using to fuel all the rave circuits in the run-up to 9-11. And, you know, many of us in the truth community think that, you know, it was that money, the ecstasy money, that funded so much of the early 9-11 Odin Yenin plan. And then once they went into Afghanistan and got the opium fields back in production, that was the big payout to fund the rest of the black ops. But those first black ops running up to 9-11 were fueled by those rabbis smuggling all that ecstasy from Israel into New York and then distributing it around the country. So, fun facts. So, what else you got going on? Yeah. Well, I was just looking at this article again, too, and I guess the article was actually like about five years ago, but the event in 2005 where this Rabbi Goldberg uh, found it was in Jerusalem in a mikvah there, one of the holiest neighborhoods in the city, Misharem, I opened a door that entered into a shibbets, he told me. Vapors everywhere. I can barely see. My eyes adjust, and I see an old man. And now this is in darker ink. I see an old man, my age, long white beard, a holy-looking man, sitting in the vapors on his lap, facing away from him is a boy, maybe seven years old, and the old man is having anal sex with this boy. Rabbi Rosenberg paused, gathered himself, and went on. This boy was speared on the man like an animal, like a pig, and the boy was saying nothing but on his face, 
and the old man looked at me without any fear as if this was common practice. And he didn't stop. And uh, Goldberg was so angry, he confronted him. He removed the boy from his penis and uh, he took him aside. And uh, uh, it's a sin before God, uh, Mishka Vulture. What are you doing to this boy's soul? You're destroying this boy. He had a sponge on a stick to clean his back, and he hit me across the face with it. How dare you interrupt me, he said. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that is the culture. And you know, it's interesting that the new rabbi here in New Boone, when they brought him in, you know, it was just, oh, you know, this guy is a Hasidic. You know, he's from that culture of New York. And is totally Chabad Lubavitch, right? And so, so the ra- singing rabbi, he's a chanter, Rabbi Alti. And, you know, he has taken Rabbi Roberts' place here in the next rollout. Rabbi Roberts was the, you know, schmoozing, you know, friendly guy. Hey, everybody, he's your buddy. He's your pal. He's bringing in all this money to the community for all these great programs through the Jewish, new Jewish, you know, synagogue, you know. Rabbi Alti, the first thing he did when he uh, took over was um, basically force the sheriff's department and the police department to do active uh, active shooter drills and totally revamp their security. So basically they have full taxpayer-funded security while they're doing all their very sacred rituals, you know. <laughs> and so uh, we wonder if uh, the Waltiger County Sheriff's deputies know uh, what kind of you know, rituals they're protecting you know, by protecting these people. So I found that was interesting. <laughs> so we were getting ready to come to the end of the show. So, oh. Mirbelli, tell everybody when your show is and what else you got going on. Okay, my show's tomorrow at 2 to 4 p.m. Central. Yours truly, Murr, and that's 3 to 5 Eastern, and I'll have probably a little bit of a potpourri, but, uh, you know, I uh, wanted to say, too, about uh, E. Michael Jones and how uh, they specifically zeroed in on Catholics doing this kind of thing and omit about Jews doing it, which is probably even worse, much worse. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Mr. Bailey, for coming Thank on you. the show. Always a pleasure. And I hope everyone has a wonderful Saturday night and a wonderful weekend. And I appreciate you uh, tuning us in. And uh, please, please, please support RBN. And until next time, I will see you all at the rendezvous. beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. 
You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 